Uy, may chika ako. Tungkol saan? Malalaman mo sa Com Chica. Dahil dito, we go beyond the barriers. Join us every Friday at 7pm as we talk about college experiences, adulting, empowerment, or just calm things. Kaya kung bored ka na, stress ka pa, wala ka na makausap, at kailangan ng sulit na sulit na dagdagan, tara dito, magchikahan na tayo! Hello mga Comares and Compares! Welcome to another episode of Com Chica! Beyond Barriers. I am one of your hosts for today, DJ Lay, and with me is... I am DJ Tati. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Oh, good, <laughs> good evening sa inyo lahat. We are back with another episode. So, DJ Tati, kamusta ka naman? Okay naman. Kakatapos lang sa GA natin kanina. <laughs> Kaya mo pa balay. <laughs> Kakayanin, kakayanin. So, uh, DJ Tati and I just hosted another meeting for another organization kanina. So, uh, ayun, dun kami galing. And I think that can explain our look. Ayun, nakakostume pa si DJ Tati. And ako, may makeup pa, hindi pa ako nagtatanggal. So, okay lang yan. Kabog pa Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So, laban at laban tayo, di ba, DJ Tati? Yes. So, Let's give a brief flashback muna of our previous episode. What on what we talked about last week, DJ Tati. Oh yeah, last week we talked about uh, communication. So yung guest natin is si Atteridge and yung nahatak niya si Kuya Shane. So ayun, ang saya kasi we talk about like yung misconceptions din sa communication kasi akala ni ba madali lang ganun. And uh, no experience nung face-to-face classes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yung difference yung on this online setting. Yeah. Because so, you mga subject. Yes, yes. And it's fun kasi we could relate kasi nga, it, it, we're, we are, we're in the same course as them. So, it was a really fun session. And I, we hope na mga kumaris and kumpares natin dyan, you, that you guys also enjoyed that session for today. But of course, today naman, we're gonna mix things up, no, DJ Tati. We're gonna have uh, a different guest, we're gonna talk about different topics, and we're, yes. we're gonna find different things, diba? So, I'm really, really excited. So, without further ado, let's start. So, yeah. Guys, so, ito na naman tayo sa... Uh, bagong episode natin at syempre, bagong episode means bagong guest. We'll introduce him now at for sure, nakikita nyo na siya ngayon, ang pogging-bogging <laughs> guest natin. Please, uh, magbigay ka naman ng clue dyan, DJ Ray. Okay, so I'm pretty sure guest, just to, you know, hype, hype him up, we're gonna give a few clues about him. First off, this, our guest is a junior. So, he, he is a third-year student, also older than me and DJ Tati. For our next clue, DJ Tati, what have you got there? Uh, ang course niya ay AB in broad, Broadcast Journalism and... 
Yeah, so napakalapit nitong course na to sa course natin, DJ Tati. So, as for titles naman, uh, medyo marami-rami to, guys. So, prepare na kayo. Uh-huh. <laughs> First, yeah. a former Vice President for Academics of the Broadcast Journalism Program Council or BJPC. Next. Also, Vice President for Logistics of BJPC. And he is also the Director for for Programming and External Affairs of Green FM. Us, a web content uh, editor, Green FM Ren, and... Well, and of course, hindi pa tayo sa Green FM. Isa din siyang host ng podcast series ng Green FM. And... Producer for Green FM and BJPC. So, madami agenda. Madami siyang agenda. Yes. Busy person. A busy Busy person. Madaming ganap sa buhay. Last but not least, this guest of ours is a news writer for Green FM, BJPC, and a news contributor for Press One PH. Yup. And to describe him in three words, he is curious, tenacious, and driven. Wow, napaka yeah. ano naman, deep naman mga adjectives na to. Uh-huh. But of course, let's hear naman this person's advocacies, di ba? So, his advocacies are to discover and deliver the truth to the Filipino people and to help in preserving the veracity of the Philippine media, which is yes. which are good advocacies and very core-centric. Nito. So, what, what's the name, DJ Tati? Yes, please, welcome, Zeus Legaspi! Yay! <laughs> hello, Kuya Zeus! Uh, hello, magandang, magandang araw, magandang gabi sa mga tagapakinig nyo, wherever you are, and I hope that you're having a good time. Thank you, so, Kuya, Zeus. Naman, Kuya Zeus. Ay, excuse me, hindi ko Kamusta ka naman po, Kuya Zeus, yung araw uh, mo ngayon? Ngayon, uh, I think, ayos naman, medyo maluwag. Although, gaya na sinabi nyo kanina, maraming agenda. Uh, the hmm. thing is, kaya naman siya i-diffuse between uh, different days, no? So, para hindi tayo mapuno. And I think, uh, one of the joys of being able to produce, syempre, ay dahil, ay yung ano kaya. Kaya mo magbigay ng task sa mga tao na kung saan uh, hindi mo masyadong mararamdaman yung bigat. Kasi like I've said, bukod sa kaya mo siyang i-diffuse sa iba't ibang mga araw, mag-set ka ng timeline, kaya mo rin siyang i-diffuse to different departments and different kinds of people. So, I think, uh, in short, no, okay naman ako. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Grizus. And thank you for agreeing to be with us for today's episode. Yeah. Um, representing your course. Um, no broadcast journalism. Um, I'm just curious, uh, you because you're also a host, of one of the podcast series of Green FM titled Quaran Talks. Mm. And so I just want to ask you, how does it feel to be on the other end of the line? na ikaw naman yung ni-interview imbes na ikaw yung nag-i-interview yes, tama <laughs> it's actually a good question no? kasi I've never been uh, featured before usually kasi tinatanggihan ko dahil I know that I don't belong to the other side because I've, I haven't been 
have that accomplished. I'm not an expert in anything. And when it comes to uh, being an interviewee, kasi kailangan, di ba, you're knowledgeable in the field that you're uh, talking about. Unang-una. Yes. you are prominent enough to be able to be featured and to garner views para dun sa, sa program. And I don't think that I'm on that level yet. Pero sabi ni Tati nung in-invite niya ako for this one, uh, pag-uusapan natin yung course. And I'm very proud of my course. So, Here I am uh, speaking on behalf of uh, broadcast journalist, broadcast journalism students in uh, Delasal. Yeah, thank you for that. And sana maging training ground mo to for future <laughs> uh, guesting. Hopefully, <laughs> so okay. ayun? Yeah, hopefully. So, let's start. Of course, you mentioned that you're very proud of your course, which is broadcast journalism. So, we... We wanna ask you, what are your experiences with this course as a junior student? Paano ka ba napadpad sa course na to? At ano ang nararamdaman mo para sa course na to? Hmm. Paano napadpad sa course is definitely like, it's probably a two-year journey. Now, when I was in senior high school, uh, I was actually a part of uh, our official school publication back in Lyceum of the Philippines, University Cavite. And uh, back then, I was more of a copy editor, eh. more of a copy, uh, copy reader. Now, yun yung prior experience ko before entering uh, Young Leaf, yun yung pangalan ng publication namin. So, I began editing uh, news articles, grammar-wise, uh, headlines, and all that. Alam ng copy readers yan. Uh, but then, I decided, no, uh, pumunta sa, nung senior high school na kasi, I wanted to switch things up. Kumbaga, eh, nung junior high ako, yun na yung ginagawa ko eh. Yun na yung practice ko. So, I wanna try something new. Sabi ko, ba't di ako sumali ng radio broadcasting na contest, no? Uh, so, nag-audition ako for Young Leaf uh, to be part of the team. Natanggap ako, I was made to be an anchor. No? Uh, they gave me the position. And uh, from then on, I think yun na yung nag-set ng track ko. Papunta sa kung nasan ako ngayon. So, I think uh, that experience and that choice is one of the best choices I ever did. And... Yeah, based on experience naman. So, that covers how I got into the course. Uh, you experience kasi, sabi ko nga, for the past two years, before uh, stepping into college, yun na yung ginagawa ko. So, medyo may ano na ako, may, may experience, may knowledge, pero more on radio yun. Eh, pagdating kasi sa broadcast journalism, we also have TV, and hindi naman pwedeng, ano ka lang, uh, hanggang broadcast ka lang talaga. Of course, we also learn about Uh, web and print uh, journalism dahil dapat multi-skilled ka na ngayon sa panahon yun. So, those are the things that we tackle. Uh, in one word, ano siya eh? Mahirap, definitely. Kasi kahit pa may edge ka pagdating dun sa radio aspect, uh, andyan yung TV. Una-una, camera siya ako. Hindi naman ako... Uh, before I uh, I said yes to hosting Quarant Talks dahil counting uh, over ano lang, overview or background Uh, kaya ako yung pinag-host doon dahil that time ako na rin yung nag-iisip ng questions. So para madali na, diretso na, ako na yun. And also, uh, lagi kasi nung face-to-face pa, nung radio pa, nung may station pang FM, nandun pa tayo sa school, uh, nag-aan rin ako, nag-anchor na rin ako ng news programs. Pero ibang challenge kasi yung hosting ng Quarantalks dahil unang-una, you are conducting your interview online. Eh alam naman natin na merong communication barriers uh, online and hindi may iwasan yan. So we need to adjust uh, accordingly. No? Pangalawa, 
as I've mentioned, hindi talaga comfortable sa harap ng camera. But of course, pagdating sa course namin, I have to be able to uh, work my way around that. Hindi pwedeng hindi ka mag, uh, mag-host or mag-anchor in front of the camera kasi yun yung magiging trabaho mo in the future. Uh, and also, siguro bukod sa mahirap, it's fun. Dahil iba yung level ng kalayaan na meron kami or binibigay sa amin ng aming advisor na si Sir Artin Umali. So, uh, si Sir Artin, nung back when we were in first year, siya yung nagbigay sa amin ng mga assignment na gawin namin to, mag-broadcast kami, uh, gumawa kami na sarili namin show. Halos hindi siya nangilag. And uh, prerogative namin yung mga uh, kailangan namin gawin, yung mga news namin, kami yung nag-pitch sa kanya. Wala siyang, wala siyang binato sa amin bukod sa mga guidelines. No? And... That that's what makes it fun, I think. Kasi kaya mo i-flex yung creativity mo at saka na challenge ka every time. For me kasi challenge is fun eh. 'Di ba? Dahil kapag walang challenge, syempre ang stale naman ng buhay. So, part lang na mahirap siya. Pero at the same time, andiyan din yung fun. No. So, as far as being a broadcast journalism student is concerned, uh, yun yung dalawang bagay na sa tingin ko uh, may experience mo. Yan. Thank you so much for that, Kuya Zeus. Alam mo, uh, sabi ko nga, nung, kasi nung first episode namin, we talked about our courses then. And actually, nung mag enroll sana ako, broadcast journalism din sana yung kukunin ko. But ayun nga, na, nawala na siya sa Lasal kasi konti lang daw yung nag-enroll. So anyway, uh, sobrang saya ko na na-share mo, Kuya, yung experience mo as uh, as from... I mean, as someone na gusto talaga yung broadcast journalist, like, ang sarap matuto sa guest natin, di ba? And na-mention mo rin kanina na yung camera shy ka, no? It's, parang si Lay, it's a, it's a risk then. Like, you're a risk taker. You're not afraid to go beyond beyond barriers, di ba? So, ganon. Kasi, kumbaga, you are really willing to learn sa course mo and aware ka na pagdating sa job or sa work field, hindi lang kasi radio talaga yung tatahakin mo. There are a lot of things to be learned as you grow as uh, as a person and as a broadcast journalism student. So, ayun. Thank you so much, Kuya Zeus. And next naman, uh, ia-ask namin since about sa experience, ano naman yung mga topics or subjects na mostly tinatakil sa course mo? Um, subjects na mostly tinatakal. Syempre, huwag natin isama yung mga GE, no? Uh, kasi, <laughs> kasi lahat naman yan na nagtatakal natin. Pero, uh, in terms of being specific to our course, no? Uh, andyan yung syempre, intro to broadcasting, kumbaga, kung saan doon kayo matututo ng history. Depende siguro sa prof nyo yun, pero back then, teacher namin si Sir Artin, and uh, pinag-aral namin yung history ng broadcasting, impact ng broadcasting sa Uh, history ng Pilipinas, especially nung uh, 1986 People's Revolution or 19, back in 1985, 86, ganun. Uh, nagkaroon na ng impact yung uh, broadcasting sa Pilipinas dahil naging paraan siya to rally the people, no? to galvanize Filipinos, to uh, to oust uh, a former dictator. no? And that is how media is I mean, that is how Im- media can impact no uh, the Philippines no so isa yun sa mga kailangan yung matutunan na what you have in your hands or on your hands ay isang 
powerful medium. And media is a very uh, is a very impactful way to be able to call people into action. And it can also be used for good and bad. Yun yung ano eh, kumbaga in general, for hindi lang four years habang four years na nag-aaral ka, tatandaan mo siya, kundi habang ipapractice mo siya sa future. Dahil, uh, dahil nga, powerful yung media, madali siyang ma-out of control, madali siyang ma-abuse. No? And as uh, future journalists, and as uh, ito yung course ko, no, we are being taught how to be responsible media people. So isa yon sa mga matatakal nyo. Uh, andyan yung media ethics, andyan yung, uh, yung mga may kinalaman sa batas, uh, ano ba yung mga batas na pwede mong malabag in the pra- while practicing your uh, your skills or habang ikaw ay isa ng media practitioner. Uh, matatakal nyo rin yung pagdating sa documentary making, of course. Dahil isa siya sa mga pinaka-final na output, hindi mo matatawag, I think, yung sarili mo nag-graduate kung hindi mo ito pinagdaanan. And uh, we are getting ready for that, I think, kasi third year na kami, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, sooner or later, bibigay na sa amin yan. Also, uh, syempre, andyan yung show production. Hindi mo naman matatawag yung sarili mo na broadcast student kung hindi ka nag-produce ng isang broadcast na show. Diba? Yeah. And uh, that's just the way it goes. No? Umiikot siya, doon sa media itself and when we say media hindi lang naman yan yung online ngayon at yung radio TV again uh, nagpa-practice din kami ng web and uh, print uh, journalism no? I think for the gist of it yun naman yung mga pinakamahalagang kailangan maalala especially para sa mga nagbabalak na ito yung kunin in the future mm. yan yeah, so so and mag-take ng broadcast journalism. Hopefully, you guys were able to get a gist of the subjects you'll be taking. Kay Kung Kuya Zeus. Ano, kung ibabalik ng uh, Lasal kasi. Kung ibabalik. Oh, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so, Kuya Zeus, you talked about the media. And you... And you... um Can you describe yourself as a media practitioner at your state? So, so now that you... When you say that you're a media practitioner, can you share some of the good sides and the bad sides of being one? Not just in Lasal, but beyond it. Hmm. Well, uh, regarding your question of if whether or not I can already call myself a media practitioner, I think uh, that's the same way when you ask yourself whether or not you're a writer if you began writing on your own notebook. Parang ganun siya eh. So, it depends on the gravity of the responsibilities that you have, I think. And uh, as of now, I think I can call myself a media practitioner because uh, we are already broadcasting to the real world, no? Sa Green FM and sa BJPC. So, I think that's good enough for me to be called a media practitioner. Eh, kasi beyond na siya sa academic responsibilities. Hindi naman siya pinapasa lang namin sa school. We are, we are actually doing it in pursuit of knowledge, in pursuit of truth. And uh, we are applying journalistic principles when doing so. So I think I can be called a media practitioner. Uh, and regarding your other question, uh, ano yung experience? Tama ba? Yeah, like the good side and the bad side. The good side and the bad side. Sumula tayo sa bad side. Uh, when it comes to the bad side, as a major practitioner, you are always under scrutiny. No? Uh, laging may mga matang nakatingin, nagiintay na magkamali ka. And that's just the way it goes, eh. That's true. Kasi, uh, diba, andyan yung mga supporter ng mga politiko, kapag nagbalita ka about 
a specific politician in a bad light dahil yun naman talaga yung ginawa niya. For example, may record siya ng graft and corruption. Ibinalita mo yun. Uh, ka, uh, magko-comment yung mga tao, ganyan, uh, bakit ganyan, bias, ganyan, ganyan. And that's no longer new to us, no? That's just part of uh, of the work itself, I think. Parang occupational hazard na siya, yung mabuli ka online. Uh, however, we need to understand na these people don't know better. Diba? They don't know any better. And yung goal natin is to make them understand uh, our purpose, which is to, to bring them information, to bring them truth, factual uh, truth, no? hindi yung subjective truth. And uh, also, isa pa sa bad side, I think, uh, hindi na ubos Hindi na ubos yung responsibilities dahil hindi na uubos ang balita. Uh, sabi ko nga dun sa isa ko nakausap dati na nagtatanong about kamusta uh, yung responsibilities mo. Uh, ang sagot ko lang hindi siya nauubos. Dahil lagi siya nasa background eh. Kahit anong mangyari kasi, whenever, kumbaga lahat na nangyayari sa paligid mo, ano yan eh, uh, it will always be an event that could lead to something big. Diba? So, titingnan natin yan. Pagmamatsyagan natin yan and then when it actually becomes newsworthy, edi ibalita natin. Diba? Ipaalam natin sa mga tao. And yung mga newsworthy material, palagi yung uh, nasa paligid lang natin. Depende na lang siya sa editorial judgment mo kung uh, ilalagay mo ba sa show mo o hindi. Pero andyan yan, hindi na uubos. I think bad side yun dahil well, bad side and good side din siya in a way. In a way pero emphasize natin for this part yung bad side niya dahil kasi may mga tao na uh, kumbaga sa kanila reward nila sa sarili nila yung pagpapahinga after doing their job diba? kuwari sa school uh, may ginagawa kayo mga assessment mo ah tapos ko na yung mga assessment ko for today pwede na ako magpahinga kami hindi uh, ang ginagawa namin at least from my point of view no, ginagawa muna namin yung gusto namin gawin dahil kapag ka inintay namin matapos yung mga gagawin namin, eh ilang taon na, hindi pa tapos yan. Dahil hindi nga nauubos yung uh, responsibilities na meron ka. Hindi lang to academically speaking, ha, baka isipin na iba. Ay, ang dami naman magpa-assessment sa kanila, hindi ganun. Uh, it's more about your responsibility as a uh, future media person, future broadcast personality, and right now, as a news contributor, as a news writer, lagi kang uh, on the lookout for new information. So, yeah, I think those were the bad sides. What about good sides? Siyempre, good side, ano, andyan na yung balikan natin yung kanina. Hindi na uubos. And I think that's good. Dahil, hindi ka mawalan trabaho. Honestly speaking. Dahil palaging may kailangan ng tao na magde-deliver ng information sa iba pang mga tao. However, medyo nagkakaskade, ay, hindi naman nagkakaskade, ah, parang ah, medyo nawawala na ng konti yung fame ng mga broadcast practitioners dahil kaya na ng mga tao na kumuha ng sarili nilang videos, kaya na ng mga tao na kumuha ng sarili nilang information. However, andyan pa rin kasi yung, I mean, saan kukuha ng mga tao yung information online kung walang magpo-provide nun online? And that's where we step in. No? We, bukod pa dun, kasi iba lang naman yung nakuha mo lang yung information versus dumaan siya sa isang editing process sa isang laborious uh, process of fact-checking uh, wherein we strive to do that, no? Kaya, uh, I think that's what separates the regular researcher versus a journalist, no? Also, a uh, good side, I think, is being able to 
send a message to the people no uh, again it all goes back to information iba kasi yung feeling ng kware sa show namin no sa Quarant Talks pumipili kami ng isang major na balita for the past week and then maghahanap kami ng guest na pwedeng ma-interview about it mga expert no and it really feels good kapag ka may feedback ang matatanggap na uy educational to natuto ako mula dito na tackle ng mas malalim yung isang balita na uh, medyo confusing like for example historical revisionism that was our uh, past two episodes no and ano ba ibig sabihin ng historical revisionism ang dami sa ating mga hindi masyadong gets kung ano ba talaga yon marami sa atin ang nagre-relate ng historical revisionism sa negative uh, connotations dahil sa mga Marcos. However, nung in-interview natin yung isang historian, isang public historian, na-clarify yung misconception na historical revisionism as a term in and of itself is actually an academic process of updating the history depending on new facts presented or discovered. And that's what historical revisionism is. What the Marcoses are attributed with doing is historical distortionism or historical denialism because they are actually uh, well they are allegedly uh, changing the facts no uh, to suit their own personal agendas and isa yun sa mga bagay na mahalaga nating matutunan na you simply terminology lang na ganun it may uh, give us some sort of an impression na hindi naman dapat Like for example, historical revisionism, gagamitin natin siya, isipin natin masama. No, it shouldn't be that way. So, uh, as a major practitioner, fulfilling yon na you'd be able to discover some information na makakapagpa-lawak uh, sa isipan ng mga tao, lalo na sa audience mo. Because you always have to keep your audience in mind. Uh, isa pa sa good experience, bukod dun sa uh, giving information, I think on a more personal note na siya, uh, you'd be able to practice... Uh, a lot of different skills all at the same time no dahil ang analogy ko nga diyan yung uh, pagsusulat ng balita yung pagiging isang uh, broadcaster or news writer yan ay parang pagluluto hindi mo kaya magluto unang-una kung wala kang ingredients hindi mo kaya magluto kung wala kang skills to be able to prepare those ingredients di ba kung hindi mo alam yung terminologies na ide-direct sa hindi mo rin alam kung paano mo ipe-prepare yung yung uh, iluluto mo. And yung final output which is yung ulam ay hindi mo matatamo kung wala kang uh, or at least hindi mo siya magagawa ng masarap at masustansya kung wala kang prior experience, no? Doon sa pagluluto ng ulam na yun. And that's my analogy of what broadcasting is, no? Uh, kailangan marami kang skills. Unang-una, andiyan yung researching. Hindi pwedeng kung ano yung makita mo lang at face value, yun na yun. Uh, kailangan mo ng two-source verification, mga ganyan. Uh, uh, yung mga terms na yun, sa tingin ko, madali naman siya ma-gets. No? Uh, kumbaga, gets naman ako na ibig sabihin ng two-source verification. Isa pa, bukod sa researching, kailangan alam mo yung uh, proper use of the English vernacular at saka ng Filipino. Diba? Yung grammatical rules. Kailangan may mastery ka nun. Pangalawa, ay, pangatlo na pala, uh, yung verbal skills mo, kailangan magaling ka magsalita. Diba? You'd be able to get straight to the point. You'd be able to make your message known. You'd be able to make the people understand what is it that you're talking about. Dahil kung gugulo-gulo ka magsalita or kung bubulol-bulol ka, uh, like I did a few, few seconds ago, 
you won't be able to relay your information clearly. ba? Diba? So, pang-apat, andyan na yung mga technical uh, skills na may kinalaman sa paggamit na equipment. ba? Diba? Kasi hindi, hindi pwedeng sabihin mo, ah, hindi, ano lang ako, reporter lang ako, dapat mic lang yung hawak ko. Hindi yung totoo. Kaya kami, iniikot kami sa iba't ibang roles, no? Sa uh, broadcasting. Nag-cameraman ka, nakapag-technical uh, ka, gaya ng ginagawa ni na Rambe, na tsaka ni Jia, dito sa ating technical team, uh, kami, naranasan namin yan. Naging director ka, naging producer ka ng show, dahil bukod lang sa pagbabasa, kung ano babasahin mo, minsan, lalo pag small team lang kayo, ikaw na rin magsusulat nun. So you have, to be, you have to be very versatile. Hindi mo pwedeng sabihin na, ah, ito lang yung role ko, ito lang gagawin ko. No. Uh, ma-hurt ma- mo yung production nyo. Ma- ikaw yung magiging dahilan kung bakit may hindi tamang mangyayari. So you always have to make sure na you, you've got those skills uh, in your pocket. No? And so every time na may kailangan kang gawin, you have the skills to do so. And I think that's good dahil pwede kang pumunta sa iba't ibang klase ng trabaho. Hindi lang sa broadcast. Kasi kapag natapos mo yung course ng broadcast, palaging may need for, uh, for example, PR people, kagaya nyo, uh, communication, as we have established kanina, uh, closely related yung course namin sa inyo. We also take, if I'm not mistaken, advertising. Ah, oo, ta- nalala ko na. We also took public relations courses, advertising courses, and uh, different courses na related din sa course ninyo. So, I think uh, that's good. Kasi pabor na pabor ako sa versatility, lalo sa panahon natin ngayon na kailangan multi-skilled ka na sobrang uh, laki ng I mean, oo, oh, malaki yung demand para sa mga tao na kayang gumawa ng higit pa sa isang trabaho so I think on practical terms naman to, no, I think that's one of the good aspects of uh, being a broadcast journalism student Aben, dami ko natutunan kay Kuya sa episode na <laughs> no, and I want to share something pala. Uh, yung kanina, hindi ko lang nadugtungan. Yung pinag-aaralan daw nila Kuya Zeus, yung media ethics. Si Kuya, si Sir Artin, uh, prof rin namin sa broadcasting. And we talked about that actually. Um, nagbigay siya ng example. I think this is like, ba yun? Um... Nag-viral yun eh. Yung sa bus, yung pinatay niya na yung ibang pasahero doon, nagkaroon ng scandal doon. And hostage yung nang hostage, yung hostage yung taking. Tama ba? Um, yung uh, yung Crino uh, hostage taking incident noong 2011. I think that's it. Yung sa media daw, kuya. Like, oh, did a bad Pinakasikat na example hmm. pagdating sa... Uh, malpractice, no? Mm. For lack of a better term ng uh, mga broadcasters sa Pilipinas. And after that incident, actually, nag-release, if I'm not mistaken, yung NUJP, National Union of uh, Journalists in the Philippines. Mm. Tama ba yung, ano? Pero, yeah, NUJP released guidelines, no? For uh, media men, for media people, para hindi na maulit yung uh, nangyari noong incident na yun. So, those are the things that we also have to uh, take into consideration. Marami tayong guidelines, mga papel na uh, sinusunod. Ama. Tapos, Kuya, uh, another one. Yung sinabi mo po kanina sa historical revisionism, 
actually na enlightened ako doon kasi nga lalo na sa Twitter, sa social media, sumisikat na kasi yung no to historical revisionism ganyan. Hmm. Pero Mali, ang diba? dapat pala na ano, na word is no to historical denialism from No to historical denialism and historical distortion. Kasi ang historical revision is an academic process. If you say no to that, hindi hindi na ma-update yung history. Tama. Like there there would be facts na hindi malalabas or yung ma- yung katotohanan hindi malalabas sa public kung walang historical revisionism. Lalo na, na sa modern times, yung technology natin ngayon, mas madali na tayong um makakuha ng mga bagay na dapat naman talaga natin ma-discover yung mga artifacts or anything, research, ayan. So, tama naman, tama na yung historical revisionism, ipaano pa sa mga tao, like ipalabas pa. Ang mali lang doon, yung denialism. Yung, alam na pag hindi totoo, tapos kinakalat pa. Ayan. So, example rin yung Marcus Escuya. Ayan. Ikaw, lady, you wanna add something? I think Actually, that, that's a good Hi. point. Because uh, uh, I'm encouraging everyone to watch our episode. No, nabanggit kasi mm. doon ni. Nakalimutan ko na yung last name ni Sir John Ray. Pero isa siyang mm. public historian from Ateneo University. And uh, nagbanggit siya doon ng steps sa kung paano yung mga tao ay nakakapagpalabas ng mga disinformation and misinformation. And also can clarify niya doon yung vulnerability ng mga tao sa so, kung ba't sila nahuhulog doon sa ganong klase ng mga uh, propaganda and scheme. So, I think mm-hmm. when napanawarin yung episode na yun for, to be able to understand more about it. Yes. And I think that's the beauty of your course of broadcasting. Kasi like, it gives people something to talk about and really um, go into a deeper level like ito nga pinag-uusapan natin yung historical revisionism and distortion like it gives people something to think about na um, it gives them a new perspective in a way na uh, in a new light na nakikita yung isang aspect yung isang bagay and with that um, they can share these with others diba parang so sabi nga ni Kuya Zeus na a single story can reach so many people and can become something bigger than what it seems, diba? So, that's something beautiful about your course. And, uh, Squizus also mentioned ganina yung pagiging versatile. And I never knew na ganon ka-versatile ang course nyo na hands-on siya on every aspect of production of technical aspects. And I think that's something to be appreciated. And, talking about then yung, um, yung yung pagiging uh, maraming gagawin. I think that's such a good thought na sinasabi mo nga, hindi nauubusan na makikwento. Kaya, hindi na nauubusan yung thoughts ng tao. Like, it can go on forever and ever. And hindi nga magta-stop sa isang thought yung pinag-uusapan ng tao. Ayun. I'd also like to point out, no, uh, maganda yung uh, sinabi mo kanina about broadcasting giving something giving the people rather something to talk about and to think about no? I think journalism in itself also gives a chance for the people to be involved no? not yeah. only to talk about things to think about things but also to act upon it diba yung example yes. natin kanina yung uh, EDSA Revolution 
the media yeah. actually mobilization yes actually <laughs> show in uh, mobilizing the people galvanizing the people and making them realize that they are under uh, a regime no na hindi sila uh, dapat na contento sa kung anong meron sila so yeah so thank you so much for for sharing your thoughts about that topic quiz sati do you want to ask the next question yeah Uh, uh, before I ask, the, I ask the question, gusto ko lang i uh, sabing kay Koyezus na thank you so much for that. Like, you're really an inspiration, lalo na na bata ka pa, Koyezus, but you have experienced so much and it's really yeah, nice sure. that, you, that you advocate for something that serves the people, the Filipino people. So, ayun. We're proud of you. <laughs> for our next question, ito, Koyezus, uh, pwede ka rin mag-joke-joke What are the misconceptions in your course? Misconceptions about our course. Hmm. Actually, hindi <laughs> kasi ako ano eh, uh, kumbaga, yung mga kinakausap ko hindi natin ka generation. No? So yung mga taong kausap ko, sila na yung mga uh, usually na yung mga yung social circle ko kumbaga. Uh, hindi masyadong pasok sa age group natin. Eh, yung age group natin kalimitan, yung may uh, misconceptions about our course. So, sa tingin ko, konti lang yung ma-offer ko when it comes to this. And yeah, that's fine. The first thing that comes to mind ay yung siguro magkuha na lang kuha na rin ako social media. Uh, about our course. When it comes to broadcasting, hanggang broadcasting ka lang. Parang ganun. We, ano yung ano, kanina I think na-address ko na yun. Now, we also do uh, online and web. We also do print, news, di ba? Hindi naman kami, uh, kumbaga, married doon sa idea ng broadcasting itself lang. Kasi interrelated yan. No? Uh, kapag merong isang balita, uh, chances are, nage-exist yan in more than just one form. Meron dyan na pwedeng caption lang na nasa social media. Pwede dyan na nasa diary siya, pwedeng nasa website. Tapos mer- binalita siya sa radyo, well at the same time, mamayang gabi, makikita mo siya sa TV. ba? Diba? And that's the thing about uh, broadcast journalism. No? It's not simply about broadcasting. Also, uh, another misconception I think that I would like to address. I think hindi na siya misconception, parang ano na siya, attack. Attack on the course itself. Uh, yung bias, yung pagiging bias. Uh, pagdating doon sa misconception ng pagiging bias or tinuturuan kami na maging bias, hindi po yung totoo. Kasi may, sa lahat naman ng trabaho, may malpractice, di ba? Uh, hindi naman porke may isang taong gumawa nito, yun yung ginagawa ng lahat. And aaminin ko, meron talagang mga journalist na naging bias or merong mga stories na slanted or kumbaga yung iba pro-state pro-Duterte pro-Malacanang uh, pro-government samantalang yung iba naman anti ba? Diba? pero ang tinuturo po sa amin dito sa aming course is of course to stay in the middle dahil yun naman talaga ang responsibility ng media as a fourth state tayo po yung checks and balances hindi tayo dapat nakaka, nakikipag-take ng side at least on a professional level kung meron ka mang sarili mong side, kung meron ka mang advocacies for a specific uh, politician, kung uh, gusto mo siyang isupport, sa'yo na lang yun. On a personal level na yun. And, yeah. 
I think those were the only misconceptions that I can think about right at the top of my head. So, yun. I think one thing I learned from Kuya Jesus' answers is that as a broadcast journalist or as a broad in as part of the broadcasting world, you have to be ready for judgment. Like, yeah. dapat, you're, you're prepared for any attack kasi nga mm. sabi nga ni Kuya Jesus, whatever you say can be used against you. So, I think one of the characteristics of being a broadcaster is you have to be um, brave. Like, dapat firm yung stance mo. So that, uh, para you'll be sure of what to say pag ginamit siya against you. So, yeah, that's what I learned yeah. from Kuya Zuzan. I think on a more technical note, uh, thanks for saying that na you have to be ready for, for attacks. Meron um, kasi tayong processes pagdating sa news gathering. Uh, kung saan like for example meron kang notes uh, meron kang recording ng interview meron kang uh, official na statement or papel mula sa isang government agency team photos uh, in short meron kang evidence to support your claim dahil pwedeng makontest yan at any moment no? lalo kung hindi mo nilinaw for example nagko-komentaryo kayo hindi yung nilinaw na uh, opinion lang po namin ito ito yung mga ano kayo dyan ma, makukonfront kayo ng mga tao lalo kung meron kayong binabangga na certain figure so I think bukod sa pagiging ready sa mga attacks on uh, on a abstract level na kailangan matapang ka ganyan you also have to be ready for attacks on a tangible level na dapat may papel ka dapat may recording ka dapat may video tape ka to support your claim so isa yun sa mga uh, kailangan mong makuha na uh, I think kailangan mong tandaan no? as a broadcast practitioner and as a journalist in general. Tama. And uh, yung sinabi ni Kuya Zeus kanina, yun sa, ayun nga, yun sa bias thing, uh, malaking challenge din yun, lalo na na malapit na yung upcoming elections in 2022. And as a student from from the communication field and as Kuya Zeus, sa broadcasting, uh, usually tayo kasi yung maboka dyan. Like, we are the ones na talagang nagsasalita about this and yung mga advocacies natin malapit doon, yung about sa government. So, maganda rin yung sinabi ni Kuya Zeus na dapat nasa middle ka lang eh. Hindi pwedeng meron ka rin kinakampihan or kung ano man yun. You have to set the personal feelings aside. Kasi you have to prioritize the people first when it comes to journalism. So thank you so much for that, Jesus. Ikaw, Lay, do you want to add something? So added lang din to what Tati said. Broadcasting kasi it, it serves as a bridge between people. So it's very important nga na um, we, we, we stay in the middle and we remember na we stand for the people at the same time we share essential information hmm. also also for the benefit of those people. Ayun. Yeah. And also, I'd like to point out, no, uh, salamat dun sa comment mo na uh, we stand for the people. Uh, madali kasing ma-misunderstand, no? I think hindi na to sa course, pero sa journalism practice in itself, isang misconception, ay uh, ang mga journalists ay galit sa sa gobyerno. Hindi po yung totoo. No? Dahil uh, ang daming mga komento sa social media, may kita mo, wala nang magandang balita, lahat na nang ginawa ng gobyerno, mali na. 
makikita mo rin sa social media, andiyan yung mga comments na wala nang presidenteng umupo ang naging tama. Uh, lahat na lang ng mga umupong nasa gobyerno, mali ang ginawa. Yan yung mga binabalita ng media, one-sided. Uh, hindi po yung totoo, no? Dahil ang nature po ng media ay adversarial. We stand for the people. And we are making people realize na the government can do its job better for the betterment of our country. No? So we are scrutinizing their uh, capacity to lead dahil nga again, tayo ang fourth state. We make sure that we become the checks and balances. Uh, isa pa, hindi naman po kami nag-exist para paburan yung mga nakaupo. Ano? Dahil yung mga nakaupo na yan, nagbabago yan. Yung mga aliansa na yan, uh, hindi yan permanente. Ano ang permanente? Ang taong Pilipino. At saka yung mga values na matututunan nila along the way, permanente yun. Yun yung hindi natin mababago. So we don't have to be, uh, we, have, we don't have to publish information na favorable sa mga government official or favorable sa mga uh, sa states at sa endeavors ng state. Like for example, may mga bago na pinatayo. Kung hindi naman yung mahalaga at kung wala yung kinalaman sa Filipino people, like for example, mga project na matagal nang nasimulan ng Aquino administration na kinikredit hug ng Duterte administration for example. But though hindi binabalita eh, nakompleto na yung project na yun, eh dati pa po yan. Uh, we don't exist to make you feel good about yourselves. We exist to make you know and understand the things happening around you. And the things that are happening around you are not as pleasant as you might think they are. And that's yun eh. We, we have to be abrasive. Kumbaga. Thank you so much for that, Kuya Zeus. So, as broadcasters, you have to be abrasive. That's such a deep yet very essential adjective to describe how to be, how to handle the broadcasting world better. So, DJ Tati, do you want to add anything? So, Kuya Zeus, ito rin pala yung uh, kaninang gusto kong i-ask kasi uh, nung senior high ako sa Lasal, We attended a five-day seminar, I think, and make. Uh, it's called Upscale, and ang ginawa namin may two-day seminar, tapos sa third and fourth day ataw, hanggang fifth day. Um, nagklasik kami as college students. Kung ano yung pinili namin or plano namin tahake na course, and ng time nayon, ang gusto ko kasi political science. But uh, nagpresent din sila Kuya Niel, if you know Kuya Niel. Mm, yeah. Abra. Ayun. So nagpresent rin siya about broadcast journalism. So doon ko na discover and they talked about the subjects na tinitake doon. Uh, gusto na kita uh, quizzes itanong about the subject na to, yung ano daw uh, risk and disasters like para sa mm. mga reporters. They still have that subject now. Uh, I think we'll be having having that subject. I think under siya ng special beats. Hindi siya yung specific na subject. Kung hindi yung nagkakamay, you know? pero don't quote me on this. Uh, halo siya ng iba't-ibang mga beats. Like for example, crime, uh, risk and disaster. Ayan, meron. Uh, kung hindi yung nagkakamay, may traffic and weather. Yung mga yung beats. And actually, nung huling upscale na face-to-face, ako yung nag-cover nun for BJPC. So, in-upload nat- namin natin broadcast ko doon for sa page ata namin. So, wala lang, share ko lang yun. Pero yeah, uh, in terms of your question, 
wala na atang uh, main subject lang for risk and disaster. Halo-halo na siya for special beats. Mm, okay. Yun na pala siya. Now I know. It's uh, ang ganda ko Jesus kasi it's like uh, even though hindi ako nag-broadcast, parang na rin ako nag-broadcast journalism sa pag-interview namin sa inyo. <laughs> like really learned a lot. <laughs> Plus, no, um, gist, no? Kung ano yung mga mm, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad to help, of course. And the fact na gist pa lang yan, paano pa kaya pag-all-in <laughs> sa broadcast journalism. So, makishoot ka na ba, Tati, pag binalik ng rasal to? Hindi <laughs> <laughs> na. <laughs> okay na ako dito. Ngayon <laughs> na to, sa interview ko na Tama, tama. And ano rin, ako rin, personally, there was a point in my life where I wanted to take up the broadcast journalism course. Kasi I watch a K-drama, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's entitled <laughs> Pinocchio. Ayun, yun yung name ng K-drama. And it ano focuses yan? on... Ano yan? Limin ho ba yan? Lee Jong-suk. Ah, okay. Lee Jong-suk. Tsaka si Park Shin-ye. So... Um, kung alam nyo guys, just react lang kayo sa comment section. And um, one line struck with me dun sa k-drama na yun na some pe- since reporters nga sila, diba? Sabi nung isang character dun, what may be news to us is just um, regular story to people. And uh, sobrang nag-stuck siya sa akin kasi it, even though we see the, these things as news, These are also real-life stories from real-life people. And that's why we have to be so hands-on and careful and cautious sa mga ganito. And ayo, gusto ko lang i-share na. And I'm glad na share ko siya now that we're talking about broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Parang so, ilang araw mo natin inipon yung quote na yun eh. <laughs> yes, for so many years. Kasi um, sa gantong situation ko lang siya na-apply. But yeah, uh, I think that's true. No, lalo for example, uh, yung mga documentary na napapanood nyo na may mga batang yung pinakasikat na may mga batang nagbabangkapa papunta sa school. Mm-hmm, tama. Yung mga bagay yeah, na yun. Uh, sa eyewitness, di ba? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yung mga bagay na yun, para sa atin, uy, bago to, balita to, ganyan. Pero for them, it, it has been their life ever It's since. It's real. Diba? Yeah. And, It's real. That, that's a good point Now we have to be very cautious kasi tandaan natin uh, tayo po as media practitioners tao lang din naman po tayo no? and yung mga binabalita po natin uh, mga tao rin sila especially sa mga biktima ng kalamidad speaking of risk and disaster kanina especially sa mga uh, pamilya o kaanak ng mga namatay uh, naging biktima ng karahasan uh, especially sa mga uh, bata no pag magko-cover ka ng mga bata you have to be uh, you have to be able to empathize with them and to understand their situation hindi yung kanina sinabi ko we have to be abrasive uh, may limit yun of course uh, you have to understand na itong mga taong to ay may pinagdaraanan no and every time that you will cover those types of uh, events those types of people kailangan mong malaman na kapag nagtanong ka ng uh, tanong mo para sa iyong article, eh hindi naman yung, for example, karamihan ang ginagamit sa amin na example about drug war. No? Meron kasing mga reporter na, for example, may nanay na tuluksa, no? yung kanyang anak ay naging biktima ng drug war. Ang unang tanong, adik po ba ang anak mo? So, what kind of question, syempre, nagluluksa yung nanay, 
ang katabi niya ibang kain ng anak niya na naging biktima ng drug war, ganun yung tatanong mo. Unang-una, it's exciting uh, emotion. Insensitive. Oh, and second, it's insensitive. And pangatlo, it's unfounded na bakit naman ganun yung tanong mo? Parang accusator. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that way. Lalo yung ta- isa pa sa mga tanong, although hindi naman siya ganun ka uh, aggressive, no? Ano siya? Uh, obvious. Kung baga, oh, may umiiyak na nanay. Tatanungin na reporter, ano pong nararamdaman nyo ngayon? <laughs> umiiyak na. Tawa. Give ba? Give them time to absorb what's happening around them. So, as journalists, hindi lang tayo dapat in pursuit of facts, no? Although yun yung ating unang goal, we also have to understand na yung facts na yun nanggagaling sa mga tao na may damdamin. And yun yung isa sa mga mahalagang uh, matutunan po natin. Yan. Yan. Thank you so much, Kuya Zeus. Grabe, natawa ako din sa ano. Kasi, <laughs> di ba, as a broadcaster, kailangan you can put yourself into other people's situation. Hmm. Kailangan intindihin mo muna bago bago ka kumuha ng facts from them like you have to know uh, what they're feeling tapos ano ba yung sitwasyon na kinalalagyan nila para alam mo rin kung ano ba yung tamang itatanong tamang sasabihin kasi i-deliver mo rin yun sa public eh yung mga sa mga taong hindi pa nakakaalam And that way rin na-realize ko kasi kapag marunong ka mag-empathize as a broadcaster or sa as a journalist Uh, mapapakita mo rin sa tao kung ano yung totoong sitwasyon na nangyayari sa isang event. Ganon. And uh, mapapakita mo rin yung ano ba? So actual na feelings. Like, uh, yung sinabing mo kanina ko, just na itanong na anong feeling na ayun nga, yung addict yung anak nyo. Ma-feel ng mga tao, uy, addict ba yan? Di ba? Yung mga ganon. Nagkakaroon agad ng... Mm-mm. Kasi yung mga simpleng tanong na yan, uh, pwede kasi yung kapag uh, na-phrase mo ng mali, pwede siyang magkakulay. No? Like for example, yung tanong ni uh, Tina Panganiban Perez, if I'm not mistaken, uh, doon sa kanyang in-interview na nagpa-start ng uh, mga community pantry. Diba tinanong niya, kayo ba ay ano, kayo ba ay... Um, isang komunista or member ng Communist Party if I'm not mistaken yun yung panahin niya and na, na ano talaga siya dun uh, nasita na, na ang daming netizens na nagalit ang daming mga journalists din na sinita siya bakit ganun ay kasi kapag naretag ka kahit patanong lang yan uh, kahit sumasagot yung guest mo kaka-influence siya pwede na siyang ano pwede na siyang matay up doon sa notion ng pagiging yeah. communist eh, alam naman natin na uh, being red tag is not a joke. Ang daming mga tao na mamatay dyan. No? At uh, pinapapatay sila dahil napagkakamalan silang uh, terorista, komunista, ganun. So, we have to be very careful in phrasing our questions as well. Ayan, so, you pointed out, Jesus, that as a, broad, as a journalist, you have to be careful. And I think that's one word that can summarize yung, yung being a broadcast in general. You have to be careful kasi as summing up lang din lahat na pag-usapan natin, you stand for the people, you represent people, and you empathize with people. So in everything you do, you have to be careful. In everything you do, you have to think about what you say, when to say it, and how to say it in the right way without, you know, causing um, kasi there will always be misconceptions, but causing the least amount of misconceptions and misunderstanding as you can. So, 
I think that can summarize everything Kuya Du said. Tati, yeah. do you have any more summarization to add? Yeah, well, nasabi ko na rin kanina na summarize it, no? Napakita natin, uh, napakita sa atin ni Kuya Zeus na broadcasting is more versatile than you think. And you have to be flexible with the skills that you have. You have to learn beyond uh, beyond your course. Like, kailangan maging teki ka rin. Uh, kailangan marunong ka in, in different angles. So, and you have to do research. Yung number one sa broadcasting. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kuya Zeus. Grabe. Thank you so much, Kuya Zeus. Thank you for, for having me. For your time. We, we learned a lot from you. And hopefully, uh, nga, for those who are seeking to um, take up this course for college, hopefully this was able to help you and um, make you stand firm in your decision to take this course. Ako personally, uh, I, I learned a lot then. And onti lang naman, parang may pagka-shift rin, pero onti lang naman. <laughs> onti lang naman, onti lang naman. So once again, thank you so much, Kuya Zeus, for saying yes to come Chica Beyond Barriers. Yeah, we are so, so grateful, Kuya Zeus. So, now that we're done, DJ Tati, and I'm pretty sure na ma, um, mind-blown tayo ngayon sa information yeah, totally. na natin sa broadcast journalism. Shall we introduce our next guest? Oh, yeah. Uh, ito na nga, sa episode 4 natin, uh, bagong guest na naman, and syempre, ibang course na naman siya. And I think dito sa episode natin, we're gonna talk about more on a mental state. Am I right, DJ Lee? Yes, yes, DJ, yes, DJ Tati. That's right. Ayun ko na yun for our Comart and Compares on the next guest, guest or guest of our episode. So, abangan nyo yan, guys. So, yeah, I think that concludes our episode for today. Watch out for more fun, exciting chikahan to come every Friday at 7 p.m. Dito lang to come chika beyond barriers. So, to end, we just want to invite you guys to like the social media accounts of Green FM. So, you can like them and find them at PLSUD Green FM on Facebook and at 959 Green FM on IG and Twitter. Yes, huwag kayong mahiya mag-comment, makipagchikahan at magbigay ng suggestion sa mga pages namin. Pwede rin kayong maglatag sa Communication Program Council FB page and at DLSUD underscore CPC on Instagram. So yeah, TGIF, we hope you're having a nice Friday night kumares and kumpares See you next time on Calm Chica. Beyond Barriers. Thank you, guys. Happy Friday. Thank you, Kuya Zeus. Thank you, Kuya Zeus. Bye. Bye.
Sa 